Welcome. I am Ramon Mayo, and I'm the student coordinator, student ministry coordinator here at the South Suburban Vineyard. And today is Good Friday. Today is Good Friday. <laughs> Somebody's happy about Good Friday. And maybe you're not happy about Good Friday because you don't know why we call it Good Friday. And so I want to answer the question, what makes Good Friday good? Actually, what makes Good Friday the best Friday ever? Now, I want you to think about what makes a Friday good. Now, for me, I think about getting off from work early. That, for me, could be a good Friday. I also think about if I have some weekend getaway plans. There's nothing that makes a Friday good like some time at the beach or maybe Florida or the Caribbean. That, for me, could be a good Friday. And, I mean, every time there's payday, that's a good Friday. There's a, a lady at my office, she's the administrative assistant, and she goes around and she passes out the pay stubs. And when, we, when it's not payday, she just comes around and says, happy Friday. But when it's payday, she comes and says, extra happy Friday. And so that's what we normally think of as a good Friday. But this Friday, what makes this Friday good is something totally different. It's the day that Jesus died. Now, that's a strange thing to say. We don't normally say that it's a good day when somebody dies. In a week from now, um, April 4th will be the anniversary of Martin Luther King's death. We remember that day, but we don't say that's a good day. But here we say this is a good day, the day not only that somebody died, but Jesus died this excruciating, torturous death. And we say this is a good day, a good Friday. And on top of that, he not only died this, this torturous, this gruesome death, but Jesus was a righteous, innocent man. Nobody would say that the day that a righteous, innocent man dies would be a good day. But it's a good day for us because of what Jesus did while he was on that cross. And so it's hard to put those things together, but the account of, in the Gospel of Matthew can give us some clues on why this day is so significant and why this day is so good. And so you can turn in your Bibles to Matthew um, chapter 27, 45 to 54. And there's Bibles on your rows if you have your phone or your tablet. Um, you can look at that or also you can look on the screen. And I'm going to read Matthew 27, 45 to 54. But before we do that, let's pray. Lord God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this um, good Friday, God. We thank you for everything that you've done for us. And God, we just pray that we would just soak in and just immerse ourselves in why this day is so important and what you've done for us and, and how you've just made our lives just, just over the top 
just amazing because of what you've done on the cross. God, I pray that you would just be on my words and let them be your words, God. Let them uh, transform and convict us. Let them bring us to a place where we worship you freely because of everything we know that you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. So Matthew 27, 45 to 54. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about, at about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to him on a reed stick so he could drink. But the rest said, wait, let's see whether Elijah comes to save him. Then Jesus shouted again and he released his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook. Rocks split apart and tombs open. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. They left the cemetery after Jesus' resurrection, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. The Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said, this man truly was the son of God. As we look at this passage, you can see it was an unusual day and nothing about it to me says this is good. You got darkness from 12 to 3 and this was real darkness. This wasn't just the overcast Chicago day. This was the sky is black. There was an earthquake. And I'm from Cali. Earthquakes are not good. Earthquakes are never good. You wouldn't say the day that an earthquake happened, this is a good day. And then you got bodies coming out of the grave. That's scary. It's not good. But the most significant thing about that day was the death of Jesus. And that's what made this day good because of what Jesus did for us on the cross when he died. Jesus, when he died, he died to rescue us. He died to rescue you from sin and its consequences. Jesus on that cross, he's nailed. He's bleeding. He's got a crown of thorns on his head. He's been whipped with the cat of nine tails. And he's suffering one of the most excruciating, torturous deaths, gruesome deaths that you could find. And Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? It's a cry of anguish and a cry of abandonment. And basically what Jesus is saying is I'm separated from God. And that's what sin does. Sin separates you from God. And when you're separated from God, that means death, physical death and spiritual death. And so Jesus is separated from God and he died on the cross. All of the sin that we committed was placed on Jesus. In order for us, in order for us to have relationship 
with God. He was temporarily separated from God so we wouldn't have to be eternally separated from God. And so all of the guilt, all of the shame, the the punishment of hell, Jesus took all of that on on the cross so you wouldn't have to take it. He was the perfect, sinless substitute for all of us. And so Jesus, he died to rescue you from sin and its consequences. And Jesus also died so you could enjoy life in the kingdom of God. See, those bodies hopping out of the grave is scary. It's kind of weird, but it's also a preview of the life that you can enjoy in Christ. When Jesus died, he took care of sin so you can live an eternal life. And that starts right now. You can experience God's kingdom right now. What is God's kingdom? It's his rule and his reign in our lives. It's where God gets to have his way. And when God has his way, there's healing. When God has his way, there's joy. When God has his way, there's peace. When God has his way, you experience the good life. And so Jesus died to rescue you from sin. Jesus died so you could enjoy life in his kingdom. And Jesus died so you could be accepted by God. The, the, centurion, on, the centurion at the cross, he said, truly, this man was the son of God. Jesus was the sinless son of God. He was holy. He was righteous from the get go. He was accepted by God. And so Jesus died. Jesus died so you could be accepted by God. At his baptism, the father said to Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He was perfect. He was sinless. And so all of that sin that we talked about that was placed on Jesus, he got your sin, but he gave you his righteousness so you could be accepted by God. Now, here's the thing. We all crave this acceptance. It's why we go after the name brand clothes. It's why when we have enough house, we want bigger house. It's why we crave relationships, because we want to be accepted by God. Sometimes I look at people and they have enough. But for people that have enough, enough's not enough because they still want to justify their existence and feel better about themselves. God is saying, hey, I sent my son to die for you so you could feel better about yourself because I have accepted you. When the world has forsaken you, I'll take you in. Jesus died so we could be accepted by God so you don't have to scramble. You don't have to scramble for more money. When the boss doesn't give you that promotion, it's not the end of the world. You're already accepted. You're already well-pleasing to God the Father. And so Jesus died to rescue you from sin. Jesus died so you could enjoy life in his kingdom. And Jesus died so you could be accepted by God. Worship team, you can come on up. So how do we respond to what Jesus did over 2,000 years ago? For those of you who are followers of Jesus, you want to worship God. You want to remember what he's done for you. 
And you want to stop striving to earn acceptance through other means. Jesus is the only way to be accepted by God. And God wants you to rest in that. And for those of you who are not followers of Jesus, or maybe you've taken a step back from him, you can receive prayer later on uh, and choose to follow Jesus. Everything that I talked about today is here for you right here, right now, if you choose to follow Jesus. And so today is not only Good Friday, but I call it the best Friday ever because of what Jesus did 2000 years ago. His death made this Friday and everyone after that not only good, but the best day ever. And so we're going to keep worshiping. We're going to keep singing. And later on, we'll have a time of communion where we um, reflect on Jesus's suffering and his death. And so right now I'm going to pray. God, we thank you. We thank you and we praise you because you looked on us when we weren't even thinking about you. When we've done so many horrible things and you chose to die for us. You chose to endure this agonizing death on the cross so that we can be with you forever. Thank you, God, for that kind of love. Thank you, God, for that reckless, amazing love. And God, we're just going to continue to worship you and not hold anything back. Because you loved us first. God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.